0: The following is a CSPN media podcast presentation.
1: Yeah, you know what I'm talking
0: about A Town Connection right here. You got Young Bloods uh, featuring Daddy Fat Sacks. You know I'm talking about Outcasts. You know I'm talking about Yeah, like this. Welcome back, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Crown and College Podcast presented to you by the CSPN. I'm on half of your host Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Niggermort, aka Vice President Big Knees, aka please don't be alive to me Doing work. Please thank you so much. And as usual, I'm joined by my friend and my co host. This is Bianca and I like my job. I don't know what this nigga talking about. Well, you know. <laughs> shout out shout out to you, but. My co-workers. Was, first of all, you got a better job than me. You know, you already know I'm over here working at the ghetto, so you 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 know my stories about my co-workers at work, so you know, like I said, good luck. Good luck, everybody. But we back. We back for another um, week. Um, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in uh, to this hashtag content. Um, and uh, speaking of hashtag content, um, the CSPN is rolling out new hashtag content. Uh, we just launched a new podcast with my co-host on, and friend on my other show, Ratchet Ramblings. Um, Candace and her husband, Mike, have launched the Not So newly Wears podcast on CSPN, um, bringing you a different... Uh, perspective about marriage and love and all that good stuff and not just limiting it to uh, cishet, uh, cisgendered um, couplings. Um, It's going to be a broad conversation about, you know, love relationships and all that good stuff with all, um, it's going to be a very inclusive show. Uh, So, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Um, they had their first episode launched today. Um, some stuff is going behind the paywall of the Patreon, which, speaking of, uh, we have finally launched the Patreon for the CSPN, uh, hashtag bonus content, um, that you can help, um, along with shopping with all of our sponsors. Just another way for you to listen to the, uh, to help out the network. It's, uh, it's different than shopping with our sponsors. There's no extra cost to you. Um uh, with Patreon, you know, you subscribe, and we give you bonus stuff. Uh, Me and Bianca uh, decided that the... um, I guess I'll make this church announcement here, that the Bring It Bikes that we do, uh, we're going to move that behind the paywall. Uh, So... Behind the paywall! Come on, vocals. Now y'all know why I don't sing on this show. (sighs) Well, I mean, you sound better than me, because, you know... You was begging to sing on this shit back in the day? How how dare you? Because... Look growth, okay, growth. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're gonna move some stuff behind the paywall. Um, and yeah, uh, thank you know, go on, mosey on over subscribe, new thing, big things. The Quan over at the CSPN um, got the new logo and everything. Shout out to Candace for the new logo. also shout out to Candace for the new Crown of Colors logo, <laughs> uh, which we are gonna keep this logo because you know, shout out to Candace, she did a thing with this logo. I like this logo. Uh, so yeah. Um, I think that's all the church announcements um unless you got something else Bianca. I think that's all the church announcements um okay i can't I can't say the other one yet um, but we have other exciting things in the works for the c s p n and I am like on the edge of my seat about it because I'm so excited, and I can't wait for y'all to get to see what we got going yes a lot of a lot of teams, a lot of things are going on. Um, but yeah, so we're going to get into the show. We got some things to talk about, things to discuss, uh, because, ooh, we recording late on the Thursday night and I got to get my black ass up in the morning, but you know what? It's fine. Everybody half fast work on Fridays. What are you talking about? It is fine. It is fine. It is fine. But, um, yeah, so, okay, so I want to talk about this. Um, this isn't a drag. It isn't a it's something that I wanna talk about uh, pretty pr- transparently and openly and candidly and this isn't a drag. This isn't me um trying to belittle anybody, this isn't me trying to single anybody out. Um it is uh it is about, you know, social media and an exchange I had with a mutual follower, um uh, well former mutual follower at this point. But um if you've heard this show, if you heard me talk about this on here, um Ratchet Ramblings or any other podcast that I've guested on, um, I've been saying, you know, not all these Black Lives Matter because some of these niggas can go. That ain't even like an original phrase from me. I think XD was the first person that I heard say that. To be perfectly honest, um, but I don't say it for shock value. I don't say it for you know pats on the back or anything. Like I really feel that way, and the reason I feel that way is because Black Lives Mattering to me is more than just mattering about those that are slain um, unjustly by the police. Um, It's also about the ones that are still alive. And I, and especially as I'm getting older and especially as I'm learning more and just seeing the world for what it is and then in particular within our community, both online and offline, because I feel like a lot of us, you know, base a lot of stuff on online interactions and then we kind of, at like you know twitter is the matrix almost you know and like it's it's the real world and it's twitter and then like on twitter it, we're in a bubble and then on the outside offline we're not in the bubble which honestly isn't the case cuz most of us are in just as much of a bubble if not more so um as we are online because the average person doesn't talk to a variety of people uh, for various reasons you know job you know family kids whatever like we don't have time to really co- converse with a variety of people and a lot of us don't have the means to converse with a variety of people and uh, and honestly a lot of us don't like to talk to a lot of people on a, on a day-to-day basis like the most the average person will talk to is probably like their family you know their boyfriend girlfriend or you know non-binary what have you um their coworkers, and that's about it and that's not you know, depending on what you do in your surroundings, that's not really a wide sample size. You know what I mean? But we like to do this thing, especially online and on Twitter, where we're like... It's almost kind of like... You know how, like, niggas love to, like, re- um, rewrite history and revisionist history about how great the 90s were? Like, and how great the 90s basketball and shit were? We kind of do that shit with other shit. So... Well, yeah, the, the <clears throat> 90s as a whole gets treated with the most ridiculous kid loves, in my opinion, of all time, personally. So... I've been, like, on my old account, I literally had the phrase, the 90s muted, because I got sick of you niggas romanticizing about the 90s. Because i worried about the condition of y'all pants a lot. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, but, uh, so, what I'm getting at is, I don't really believe in this, when I say not all these Black Lives Matter because some of these niggas can go, I mean that because I put it like this. Put it like this. And I was talking to Bianca and earlier about it pre-game. And I'll give an example of more or less something that I'm talking about. Um, if you remember, I think his young the young man's name was Stephen Clark. Um, he got gunned down uh unjustly by the police. Um, and then some I think now in context, I do think it was like a Russian bot or something that unearthed a lot of his um old and I I don't even want to say like real old because it wasn't that long ago to be perfectly I think the latest one that was on Earth was maybe like what 2014 I think 2015 15? so not that yeah not that long ago. Um, I mean, you and, know, so the like, revolution really began in 2014, but continue. But yeah, <laughs> they were <laughs> like honestly, that's that's when like that was the launch pad. Yeah, I don't, I don't say that to editorialize about it, I say it to say like that's when the shit really like. That was a touchstone moment. Like we started swinging the gate back outwards and around that time. So continue. Fair, fair. Oh, 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 speaking of real quick, um, I saw that. Um, Well, I didn't see because I haven't watched that Trayvon Martin documentary. Um, I want to watch it. I understand because I saw a lot of people saying they wasn't going to watch it, which I totally understand. I totally understand. I do want to watch it. Um, I just have to be in the right mind frame to watch it. Um, But I totally understand people that didn't watch it and just couldn't stomach, you know, reliving that again. Totally understand. Um, But uh, what I'm getting at is, yeah, his old tweets were on Earth, and they were a lot of. There was a lot of misogyny, a lot of colorism, a lot of homophobia. Coupled with, I think his his uh, child's mother, uh, also a lot of colorism, a lot of colorism, a lot of internalized misogyny, also a lot of homophobia. And I remember um, some black women at the time being like, "I'm not saying I'm not happy that I'm not happy that he died, and I'm not saying that how he was killed wasn't unjust. But while he was alive, he didn't give a fuck about us." I remember uh, some uh, some gay brethren and sister being like, "Yeah, when he was a yeah, he died fucked up, and that's fucked up how he died, and he didn't deserve to die. But while he was alive, he didn't give a fuck about us. Like if the roles were reversed." He wouldn't give a shit. And I saw some black men doing this. I don't really have the exact words for it, but um, just in layman's terms, like this performative um solidarity, where it's like if one of us and I mean, just focusing it on cishet black men, like if one of us gets murdered or shit, not even if we murdered, but like if we're alive. And we're not showing that solidarity, that empathy, that kindness, that grace, that, you know, togetherness within with other members of our community. And those members of our community be like, oh, fuck that nigga. Then like, as CIS said, man, we try to flip it like, um, well, I don't like this. This is divisive. You know, I don't you know, how could you be so cruel or whatever? You know, this is what white supremacists say. First of all, white supremacists don't give a fuck about us one way or the goddamn other. That's number fucking one. So, <laughs> me not being here for certain niggas is not gonna make a goddamn difference to a, to a white supremacist that don't like none about black asses. So that's number one. Um, but I feel like it's like this performative. Like I, I had a tweet earlier where, I, and it was really just a general tweet that this was like me maybe yesterday or the day before or whatever I can't damn remember. But I had a tweet where I'm like. We expect marginalized groups to be angels when the privileged groups bring the devil to their doorstep. And that's kind of how I feel that cishet black men do within the community. it's like another cishet man, black man dead or alive ain't here for the rest of the community. And then when the rest of the community say, fuck that nigga or they indifferent, then we get on our moral high horse. be like, how could you, how could you say such a thing? And like I said, for me, I care about not only the ones that have gone, but also the ones that's here. So if you are a black man and you don't give a fuck about black women, you are misogynistic, you are sexist, you don't care about the gender inequalities and issues that women, that women, cis or um, non-binary or trans go through. If you are homophobic, if you are transphobic, if you are ableist, like if you don't give a fuck about any of the other communities within blackness, other than yourself as a cishet black man, to me, you can go. And that's just how I feel. Now you may feel differently and I understand that and you may not rock with how I feel. And I understand that too. And we can coexist. We can disagree and we can just coexist. But to me, don't to me, don't preach solidarity to me when other when other niggas within the group of blackness don't have solidarity for these other marginalized groups within blackness. Like you can go. If you're not useful, you useless. If you're not useful to anybody, but yourself within the community, you can go. If you are harmful to other people within the community, you can go. To me, you can go. One less harmful person. And maybe, and like I said, if I, if you thought I was the moral killer or moral tower, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Um, I'm sorry that you know, you may be turned off by my views. I understand. We may lose listeners for this. Listen, I lost followers <laughs> early. And that's earlier this tonight, and that's why I'm talking about it a little bit. And I'm not telling people to go drag those people. I'm not telling people to go. You know, and I'm not dragging them. Like to me, it's not that deep. Man, for um, the my listeners, the Jim Beam and Cornbread Show, brought to you by Bianca. Hilarious. Um, <laughs> hilarious. But uh but yeah, that's just like I just wanted to make that candidate and be transparent to me. Cause to me, I just I can't do in my in my in my in my big age in my niggas sense, shout out to Curtis, I can't do the false solidarity. Like, we have to be honest. And and I'm not saying that niggas who are trash can't grow. And y'all know how I feel about growth, but I'm not saying they can't grow. I'm not saying they can't change i'm not saying they can't evolve but especially especially if they are not showing any semblance of trying to be better and trying to have more solidarity for other for other people in blackness other than themselves them niggas can go and i won't feel one way about them and that's just me
1: i mean
0: i mean again we're in this era where it's like you know we thing i say often is you know more voices, more voices, and you know, I say that to say, like, the least amongst us um, get the bump up in the voices, not just more just of those who have, like, the highest degrees of privilege, and as you knock them down the highest remaining, the highest remaining, the highest remaining, but, you know, again, more queer voices, more trans voices, more you know, um, voices you know from the disabled community and from you know maybe the hard of hearing community even and you know the more we just hear from these people and acknowledge the humanity the better able we are to serve these different communities but we don't get that if we wring our hands and we worry about like tone and we worry about like I don't like the way you said that or that hurt my feelings. And it's like, you got to understand, like, you might have hurt feelings, but the thing that was said by me that hurt your feelings is reactionary to your display of outward disdain at my mere existence. So if you want me to coddle to your hurt feelings, I'm sorry. It's not happening. And then it just fans out from there. Um, If you decide you dislike the trans community that much more because of me, then, I mean... I guess I got to eat that, but at the same time, it's like, what favors have you done for, again, the greater Black community at large? And I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what they're doing, and I don't know what they might have up their sleeves or whatever, but I kind of feel like I got a hint. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, uh. like, as far as I don't want to revisit this too, too at depth, but as far as old boys, um, you know, misogynoir, what have you like living on the West coast has shown me that black people on the West coast with the, with the exceptions of like Oakland and like parts of Los Angeles have really strange relationships with blackness, um, mm. really strange relationships with blackness. Um, and I'm not saying that like to pinpoint one or two people, including him, but just in the composite. Um Okay, here's an example so i was um group watching ball in the family with some people and some of them had seen it before some had seen some episodes so i seen every episode i was in the middle i saw it a couple times but um they were talking about how all three of the sons' significant others were you know either white women or like of that aesthetic basically um And it just made me wonder, well, what is like the demographics of Chino Hills, California, where they grew up? It's like an east southeast suburb of Los Angeles. And I will say, if you are looking for black people in Chino Hills, California, good luck. Now, they've got some worldliness about them, you know, now, you know, seen some more of the world and what have you. And they can. I guess you'd say have their share of more people that exist in the world. I don't know how to really phrase this, but. um. Yeah, um, Chino Hills is 4.6% black. Let's just go ahead and take the bat off the shoulder, and put the number out there. Um, So I understand, like, in that way, how, again, the relationship to blackness gets contorted and, like, even living here, like, talking to people who grew up here and they say, like, how they always struggled with various tenets of what it means to be black and what have you, and... I get it. Um, as an outside, as an outside observer, I get it because I can, I know what my experience was like growing up in New Orleans, going to college in Atlanta, getting to spend some time in Chicago, and then leaving the country and then now coming out here. Um, and so I always try to like make sure the bell curves in the right place for those folks. But at the same time, it's like, we got resources, we can learn, we can, we can be better. We don't have to be this actively harmful in this way. And that's the stuff I can't get down with. Um, you know, if you if you grew around grew up around one thing, and you know your environment led you to one particular prevailing notion or the other, I can't do anything about that. But if you are being actively damaging to the community that most looks like you, then I'm gonna say, yo, pump your brakes, like you're doing too much, like this gotta stop, chill. <laughs> so yeah, when it comes to that, and you know, with, with those folks, and then folks even. From other places that you know don't have very many black people um i try to make sure that i don't judge them through my lens i really try to make sure i don't judge anybody through my lens um in terms of like their own like lived experiences Um, i try to take my lens to the table and like offer it up as a hey like here's how we can be better versions of ourselves and this is an example how that like comes from my life and this is an example that you know something i've observed or have you but yeah, I'm I'm still doing that work of holding people to the standards they set for themselves. But then also, on the other side, being able to show them, hey, like, there's a better version of you in there somewhere. Also, I usually don't do this, but I apologize for my voice. I lost my voice three nights ago, so... Talking it's is fine. hard right now. Words are difficult. <laughs> it's fine. Well, you know my black ass can talk for the, enough for the both of us, so... <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh but yeah, I just I I wanted to share that in context, um, in my full train of thought. Um uh, because, you know, I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably somebody else that saw that exchange or or, or just maybe had a like Jeremy, why do you say not all not all these black lives matter? No, like what you know, why you know what? What do you mean by that? So you know, that's just what I mean by. And like I say, you don't have to agree. You know, I I understand. You know, it not being a very um nice thing to say and feel. Um, but I can only be say how I feel. Uh, oh, I didn't mean that for that to play real quick. Um, so speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of. Ooh. Uh I don't even have a segue for this. I had one, but then I lost my train of thought. Um Segwa. Uh right. Segway Jones over here. Um uh, so, <laughs> so uh Monique, uh talk about when you do clownery. Ooh, uh we've we room for you, Monique. We all room for you. Oh uh, and let me say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Because speaking of thoughts, I had a lot of thoughts about this when it first happened, and I purpose purposefully didn't talk about it on social media because I wanted to have, I wanted to be able to articulate my thoughts. Um, I wanted to articulate my thoughts uh, as best I could and all my feels as best I could, so I purposefully didn't talk about it on social media. Um, I specifically wanted to wait till we got to the podcast to talk about it. So Monique uh, came to the defense of Roseanne. Uh, She said Roseanne made him, and Bianca, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, and it's funny that uh, Bianca actually was the one that showed me the story when it happened, and and I I asked Bianca is it as is it as bad as it looks? And she was like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Monique came to the defense of Roseanne. She said that Roseanne is her sister in comedy. Uh, she said that Roseanne made a mistake. Uh, she says that she shouldn't have got fired. Um, she understands what it's like to be blackball uh, and that she can learn from this and she should be given a second chance. Uh, Bianca, correct me if I missed anything. Um... No, not really. Uh, because, yeah, she she continued. She said, uh, I'm going to throw away from making a mistake. And she's like, yeah, Roseanne like, gave me some advice when I first jumped into like, the comedy world. Um, yes, my sister made a mistake, and she said something I know she wishes she could take back. Which, come on. No, that's... This ain't it, Monique. It's yeah, nothing this, she could take back. This ain't that. This ain't that, and that ain't it. She, she said her apology, like the second apology she gave, she thought that, you know, the woman was white, Valerie Jarrett, she she was white. Like, no, 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 that don't make it okay either. And and if your terms and conditions are, I say this about white people, what? The right. consequence, and then, so me continues. the consequence is what the consequence is, but I know what it is to be thrown away based off of a lie. And it's like, um... This is the truth. What are you what? Like she she lost her shit because of a series of events that happened, love. Like this this ain't it. This is not the one. Wrong door. <laughs> yeah, this is the wrong hill to die on Monique. Now I wanna say this because I'm pretty sure, as a matter of fact, I am sure because I did see this, the little bit I did see about this. Um as wrong as Monique is on this. Um, I don't feel it negates um, anything that she said or that whole thing about Netflix. Um, I think two things can exist at one time. Oh, she, definitely. Yeah. She is a whole ass idiot for this shit, but also Netflix did do her dirty. Like, because especially after what Dame, the thing with Dame, like you can't just because you don't like Monique for this, which valid. Like, this is I'm not defending this because this, this is Monique girl. What the fuck are you doing? And it's also ironic considering that, yes, considering that shit with Netflix, but it doesn't negate the, the shit with Netflix. It doesn't negate the shit she said about Tyler Perry, about Oprah, um, to and to a more severe degree, um, what's the nigga name that had the goddamn shawl on? What's the nigga name? Lee Daniels. Lee Daniels. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't negate any of that shit. Um, but it, even with that shit, it's like, because um, I think, what, what, what were we on? Uh, I think we was on Mo' Minute, so shout out to Stephanie. I said it then like there is valid stuff that you can critique about Monique. Um, she has her flaws um, or some flaws you can't defend. Speaking of a damn mistake, this is who ooh, ooh, child ghetto of mistakes uh, defending Roseanne's ass. And you can validly critique that about her, but it doesn't negate that Netflix, you know, and subsequent others did or dirty. Now, with all that said, Monique, girl, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's not, niggas love to jump to the defense of a racist white woman. I'll talk about one in particular later on, but niggas, niggas don't, niggas, and I'm using that gender friendly, love nothing more than to defend a racist white woman, and I don't goddamn get it. Like, baby, of all the hills for you to die on, why? OK, so Monique continued. I love you. I know you made a mistake. I know you messed up, but still, I won't throw you away. I won't put you on the racist list and say, oh, never again. That is Girl, what? <laughs> OK, I'm oh, sorry, Bianca. Continue. Continue. I'm oh, sorry. Not a racist, but she called former uh, National Security Advisor Susan Rice, who's another black woman, a man with big swinging eight balls. Mm Sure, Jan. She's not racist. Okay, you need me. This is this is what you need me to believe at this very moment. Fine. Okay, I believe you. Congratulations. Wait until she comes for you. Right. Right. Like I don't know why niggas think they the magical snowflake of <laughs> of racist. Like I don't get it. Like even uh, ooh, ooh 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 ooh. This ain't the show for that. Cause I. No matter, ooh, I almost had shaved on me. Anyway, um, I think it's like one of those things where it's like I the I know this person, and this person is nice to me. Yes. So yes. therefore, what they do to other people, I mean, it's bad, but I mean, can I really throw this person away? Like, I mean, I know I'm I know out of 10 people, I'm the one that this one person treated good. And I know what they did to the rest of you nine people is messed up. But I mean, can we really throw her away? Yes, nigga. <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. We can call a spade to spade. Now, you might not want to throw them away. And you might want to die on a sink ship, which that's your right. But some people might throw you away for attaching yourself to somebody that's trash. But, you know. You gotta live with those consequences, but yes, we absolutely can throw her away. Yes, especially with the fact that she—it ain't like she going. Roseanne is not hurting at all. Roseanne will be, will will be, and just is fine because nobody gets canceled. Which who I won't get on my soapbox about how annoying y'all are with that shit. And I'm I'm gonna talk about the people that are against cancel culture, quote unquote. Who y'all get on my nerves with that shit? But anyway, have me adapt me, fam. Well, you know. We go, we go at it off, off else, so it's fine. But anyway, <laughs> <all right. laughs> but it's love. But anyway, uh, she will be fine. Like Monique didn't need to do this. And, and, and all it does, all it does is give people that already didn't like you, even with that Netflix shit, a reason to say, oh, well, fuck this bitch. That's all that it's giving you, Monique. Well, like, you should have just sat there and ate your goddamn food. When you, when you do the clownery, the cl- then she went on TV with an ugly ass wig That's the <laughs> I know that's small, small potatoes on the scale, but see, this is what watching reality TV does to me, and being on Twitter so long is that and and interacting and, and with so many women is like I can spot a bad wig from a mile away. She went on national TV with a with a goddamn church uh, a me ass wig like that that one. She went she she had she had to, she had the hell like that one lady in church that always have like peppermints and like. Like, oh dear! Weather shit in her purse. Oh, what a lie! Wow. What yeah. a lie! What a lie! Ooh, can we just I'll change topics same. right now? Wait <laughs> a second I can close the tab. <laughs> I want to justify closing the tab. Please bring in the next topic right now. <laughs> Fine, close the tab. Close, the tab. close the it's tab. it's gone. <laughs> close the tab. But uh, speaking of speaking of uh, other niggas tap uh, doing the dab for racist Um. So Dak Prescott. Mm. Or that. Or or maybe we should call him that Coons guy. No, was... no, 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 we'll, we'll, no. Too yeah. far. Too far. It's not that it's too far. It's just I didn't laugh. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. He. Ew, God, that guy. Um. Okay. So, then, so, so him, his, his thing about that, his thing about that. So. The Dallas Cowboys. Um. And like. Shout out to Jenkins and Jones. Fuck this football shit. We reading books out here, nigga. Yeah, that is that is the book club, internet friends book club. We out here, gang gang squad shit. You know, reading these motherfucking books. Um, so I'm I'm not all that invested in like the sport of the NFL at this time, but me either. The the team composition of the NFL, so that's the, the team that you know, America's team. Uh, no, fuck that. Um, mm-hmm. they they tend to just. Go like you know, Jerry Jones talks to them and asks them about themselves. And they usually like they, they will sign dudes who have troublesome past, but like the people they actually pick onto their team, they're usually pretty high character guys. Like they don't really have big issues, like off the field or on the field that much. Um, like I said, they will occasionally reach for a player like that Greg Hardy dude who has issues. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the ones the ones they pick and I think really even like you know, I, I think even he was like a learning lesson for him, like we need to watch the dudes we we sign on even. Um They don't get into the whole like civil disobedience just because, but at the same time, like this whole like the way he was in the media talking about toe on a line, hand on a heart. He's lost that battle. And here's how he lost that battle. Um during training camp this past week, um, they were playing the National Anthem to start training camp, which not going to get into the merits of how smart or not smart that is. Maybe he just wants the team to practice what they do and how they line up or whatever. But Jerry Jones had his hat on during the playing of the National Anthem. And someone leaned in and told him, by the way, Jerry, you got your hat on. He laughed and kept his hat on. Now, I've been in a sporting game a two in my life, and they say, please rise, remove all hats and covers. Or the singing of the national anthem. It's just, it's part and parcel um, for the way that the tradition is performed. Again, whatever opinions we may have about it, I don't really care about because we're talking about someone who obviously has a really strong opinion about it who did the fucking procedure wrong. So, if I'm a Cowboys player, that's all I got to point to. That's all I got to look at and say, I mean, shit, you can't even get it right. Why you? Why? Why am I the expectation to to get it right? We'd have a discussion about it. We talk about it. Why am I being held to rules you can't follow? So I don't know. It's just, it's a lot. And that came out. He he basically read the company line. Which the more I think about it. Less I even care t v h um, because like that team does not currently have the player on it who's gonna come out and be like, we ain't doing that shit, um and even when Des Bryant was on it, Des wouldn't gonna be the one to come out and be like, "We ain't doing that shit, but yeah, no, it just oh God, the whole thing fell apart like from the moment we put this runner together until now. Because it's like what do we what do we even do with this? How do we process the fact that you know this man and his son been talking all this cash shit about y'all need to do this for the anthem, and you know he runs the quarterback out there to just read the company read the company lines off to everybody, and then like one or two days later, this happens yeah uh, um... i don't know, I don't know how mad I am at. At this point, I don't even think it's necessarily that we mad because we kind of – I mean, you know, especially both of us, like we kind of like – well, ain't you no know, kind of – we like put the NFL anyway. Um, I just – I think it's – I think – and I don't want to like project into you, Bianca, but I think it's kind of like we don't care, but just to see a – I don't know. Maybe it's just something in us that we're always going to, I guess, be disappointed when someone black kind of toes that company line to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think what it was is the double down that he did. That kind of was like nigga, because it was kind of like because when he said he was like, "It's you know, I I don't feel that it's a proper time and place uh, for." Uh, protest the demonstration well nigga that's the point of a protest <laughs> like, like that's the point of a demonstration like it's that's the point like it's never gonna be the The point is it's not the right time but when you mistreat people and you have a fundamental fundamentally fucked up system that mistreats people and they get fed up with that shit, yeah you're gonna have a lot of quote-unquote not the right time because it's never it's never gonna be the the right time that's the point of the protest but And we've gotten so far removed. And I think I said this before, but we've gotten so far removed from what Colin actually stood, well, knelt for. Like, we've gotten so beyond that point to where it's like, like, it's a reason why we don't cover as much NFL stuff, at least pertaining to this, as we used to. Because it's like, it's almost like preaching to the choir. Um, and it's also like we've just been so exhausted. Like we as fo- as much as we've gotten to the away from the original point and message of Colin's protest and this shit show of a circus about so- fucking kneeling and how much the NFL and the owners and, you know, the and stuff are full of shit. It's just I... It's like we don't we don't put a podcast together for y'all to hear us sigh over the NFL all goddamn night for however long the podcast is. So it's just kind of like uh, uh that. Uh, uh, NFL can go to hell. Like that's kind of NFL can go to hell. Um, yes. speaking of someone that can, some speaking of a league that does get it right and its players do get it right. LeBron James has continued to show that he is just a good of a, of a great, just as great of a human being off the court as he is I'm on the court. All right. Thank you, Bianca. Um, i sorry. What? LeBron has opened. Lebron James. 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 Thank you so much, Bianca. Um, LeBron has opened this open school. A school, y'all. He has opened. Bianca, take it away. Educate the people, please. So the I Promise Academy is. That's the Open in Akron, Ohio. Um, the I Promise Academy is a public school. Uh, it is not, um, how to say, it is not um, a charter school. It's not a private school. They began school on Monday. And it is a school for 240 at-risk students. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to find the tweet. I had it pulled up earlier. It had everything listed. Uh the kids get, you know, two and a half meals, they get breakfast, lunch, snacks all free. Uh they get a bike. Um they do a full school day, nine AM to five PM. They are being offered classes in things like emotional support and basically just being in touch with your feelings, which is you know Which is especially important for young uh for young black boys to develop um, emotional intelligence that is very very critical mm-hmm. Continue. Um, he says that um, as a kid he had a bicycle um, which is a big thing in his childhood um, gave him a way to escape from dangerous part of his neighborhood and also the freedom to explore so that's why he decided hey I'm going to give every child a bike when they arrive um The school will also provide services to families, which includes job placement assistance for parents, an on-site food bank, and also uh, GED training and or, no, it's dead job placement, never mind. Um, Let's see, there are services available to help students deal with stress related to parents who are struggling to make ends meet. Um, You know what that's like, you know, from latchkey kids to kids who tend to go without dinner to kids who don't see parents because they work multiple jobs to make ends meet, so they have ways to fill in those gaps. Um, and there's also activities in mind to keep the kids from having too much idle, idle time and potentially getting into trouble. Um, this is on the heels of his 2015 initiative to pay for 1,000 kids to attend college and also the Wheels for Education program, which began in 2011, which was designed um, to help kids get computer access, school supplies, and a bicycle, again. Um, which is designed to keep kids motivated to complete their homework, get good grades so that they could reap the benefits of doing such. The school looks nice. I will say. Like everything. So yes. they've shown. Like this this looks like a place, and this has long been my ripe with public schools, but it looks like a place that kids will be proud of and not want to muck up or smirch or tag on or anything like that um i hope that part of the no idle time initiative is a free expression wall somewhere where they can write things that they would like to say i guess or draw things or have an artistic outlet or what have you i hope that that's either in the plans already there like can come about um obviously be monitored you know nobody drawing penis pictures and saying fuck this student" or fuck that student or whatever right but um Yes, the school is starting with third and fourth grade and will expand both directions. It'll be first to eighth grade eventually. I think this is very, 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 very great. My GOAT is offering amazing opportunities for public schools. Meanwhile, some other people's GOAT is supports the school-to-prison pipeline. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. I don't know if he's supposed to school the prison pipeline, but he definitely has been very hands-off with the notion of the effects of capitalism on accessibility to his sneakers, and I'm not saying LeBron's necessarily immune from that. Um, right, right. Because we want to be honest. Right? I mean, Stefan Marbury is still a gold standard, if that's what we want to talk about. But, continuing. Um, yeah, yeah. sold always shoes 15 bucks. Like, come on, you're not... Anyway, they, they were like legit like basketball grade shoes, like not just like some trash that, you know, someone Anywho, continuing. Um What are they called? The Star bears Yeah. Talk about I had a pair. Yes, we can talk about this. They were so I had a pair because um I bought a pair when I was looking to play some more blacktop basketball and I had read that they held up both in gyms and on blacktops, so problem solved. Um, and as it turned out they were really good basketball sneakers. I Played on Blacktop Center for about two years and then I passed them on to somebody because I was doing more in-gym stuff. And that is the story of Bianca and the Star Bears. Yes. Um, But yeah, I just I'm just so proud and so happy for LeBron. This is why I'm glad that LeBron is in L.A. Because honestly, it's stuff like this. Well, I think LeBron is at peace with himself as far as his career. um uh, I think he is at peace with living out the rest of his career just kind of you know riding off into the sunset, whether he wins or loses. I think this move to l a was more about one his family, and two things that he wants to do off the court um and i and he looks happy he looks at peace, so I am ecstatic that LeBron is in LA and I'm ecstatic that he's doing things like this because I can't even fathom how long this has been in the works and how much time and money he has in has to have invested in this. Like it is, it is amazing. And I'm so just thrilled at the idea of this and that Bron is, you know, putting putting his literally putting his money where his mouth is. So, n- nothing but respect for my president. Yeah, I. And I only say this to be like illustrative, not to demonstrate like he's somebody as a bad example necessarily. But um, a thing he can learn from is the failures of Deion Sanders Um prep academy for example um they had three campuses in the dallas fort worth area and when the school uh, a couple years after the school opened they found that like laptops had been stolen from the school and basically a lot of bad things happened um to the school and the closer these things happen to the schools the people who suffer most are the kids um So I really feel like LeBron, again, wants to do this in the line of the kids come first, the kids matter most. That's why I'm doing this as a public school. And again, as I was mentioning earlier, it's a school that the kids can walk into from day one and have a sense of pride about it. Um. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will... um... sorry about that but uh but yeah shout out to LeBron um those did you those kids like while wow, they was when he was speaking and like when they were showing videos of like the kids touring the school and stuff and like the smiles on their faces and stuff that brought me so much joy it really did so good for LeBron good for those kids um it's not you know I'm quite sure it's not perfect I'm quite sure you can you know Point out some flaws in it, or some things that Bron can do better and work on, which you know I'm not against. Uh, yeah, no, but I mean, I think the thing is, you you let the school take its first steps, and you notice blind spots, and you hope that you can bring these things to like the people running the school, and that they'll consider these things and not just kind of blow people off. Yes, yes. Oh, uh, speaking of blowing people off, um. So prep Harlem Charter schools. I hope Diddy's school goes just as well, to be honest. It's a charter school, but I hope it goes well. Yes, yes, yes. Let Diddy it be useful. Um but speaking of blowing people off, um, so this is something that I just wanted to address. It's another thing um that happened on social media and stuff where I I had comments and I had thoughts and feelings, but um it's different from just saying a, to 180 characters and then me talking about it on the podcast and stuff. Um so I forget whatever today, don't damn matter. Um Tyson Beckford and Kim Kardashian got into a war of words. Um Tyson Beckford um was on the shade room which <laughs> uh shout out to Crystal from the Reed cuz she said <laughs> When she said that the shade room is respon is responsible for all black on black crime, <laughs> which is true. Uh but uh so yeah, Tyson Beckfoot was on the shade room. Um uh, and he commented on a picture of Kim Kardashian, did not at her. Um, it was on the shade room. Um, and he commented like most people that's on the shade room comment. Um and Kim saw it, and she uh, he said he wasn't a fan. Um, it was uh, of her body, um, like surgery and what have you. Surgery didn't look good to him, and stuff so he said he was not a fan. Um, and Kim saw it and reposted his response, his his comment, because again, he didn't at her, didn't go on her page, or whatever, just public on the shade room. Um, and said that. Uh called him sis and said um, rumor is that you're you not we know, I know you're not a fan of it, um, sis. Like I said, call him a sis. And uh, so I saw um, a lot of cisgender uh, cishet people um, look pretty funny in the light. Uh, um, and this isn't me uh, trying to win Ally of the Year. Uh, this isn't me trying to perform. This is just me legitimately feel, feeling like something is wrong and that um, it can be, if, if you know, because people have their blind spots, people have, you know, chinks in the armor and stuff where it can be like a teachable moment. Like, hey, like, Because here's the thing. I don't disagree that Tyson Bigfoot could have said nothing. I don't disagree with that. Although I do feel that saying that he could um, is kind of performative, especially considering that a lot of people, one, considering the the platform of the shade room, two, considering that a lot of the people that were defending Kim's comments have said just as much, if not worse, about Kim. Uh, so I did feel that was kind of performative, but I get that he could have said nothing. Don't disagree. Where it gets iffy is Kim's response was homophobic. It was. And we can't sit here in good faith in that like it's now. Because whether or not the rumor, quote unquote, that Tyson Beckford is gay or on the download, first of all, we can have both ways where it's like we agree that someone's sexuality and how they identify is not our business, but then be like, well, I mean, I mean, is it, is it, is it it a Roma? If it's true, I mean, when someone's using that as a clapback, that's homophobic. And we, I saw a lot of us, a lot of well-meaning people, quote unquote, do that thing where we give we know something is wrong, but we don't care. So we act like it's OK, Um, because those aren't two. They aren't two equal wrongs. Like Kim would have been well within her right to clap back or say something or, or, or say nothing. Pay him no mind. Because, I mean, you know, I understand the argument of a cisgendered identifying male should have shut the fuck up about a woman's body i get that i understand that i do however questioning that man's sexuality because he said something that she, that she did, didn't like that's homophobic it is we've seen plenty of times on social media where a man will say something that that a woman didn't like and she will call him cis and question his sexual sexuality and and we've called that homophobic on the timeline, so it can't you can't move the goalpost and say that it was okay for Kim to say that it's not it's not it's a million it's just like um I guess the closest example that I can use being a cishead black man like it would be like me resorting to misogyny in order to correct a a racist white white woman like it don't make it right. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not. They aren't equal crimes. Like it's not equal. It's not the 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 clapback doesn't isn't appropriate to the crime. And I just wanted to say, you know, like sometimes, and I do understand that it is a, you know, sometimes rocket relationship between uh, gay men and women, but particularly gay gay. Uh, Black men and, um, and cis-head black women, um, because in um, the same breath that a lot of cishead black women can be homophobic, um, at the same time a lot of cis cisgender gay men can be misogynistic. Uh, so I, I understand that's a strained relationship, and I damn sure understand it's a very strained relationship with cishead, you know, cishead black men in the community. So please don't, please don't get me wrong in that and. And think that this is me acting like it's not because I know it is. Um, but we we can call all things things, guys. Like we, it was homophobic. Kim was homophobic. Like we 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 have to call space space. And, and it's and, and it's similar to Monique down on the hill for Roseanne. It's like y'all was just getting on Kim for and that family for supporting MAGA. But you saying this obviously homophobic thing that she did wasn't homophobic. Like, come on, y'all. Like, we can be better than that. We can. A lot of y'all, the hashtag y'all, are better than that. Like, come on. Come on. Now, you can definitely call Tyson Brett for the goofy because he is. <laughs> uh, but we don't need to question someone's sexuality. We can't have it both ways Well, someone's sexuality and our business. But then we question their sexuality when they say something we don't like. So. Be better, do better. We can be better. That's all. I had thoughts, but I forgot them. Um, it's fine. Yeah, I, God, it's take my time too. What was I gonna say about this? Um, yeah, the the whole like use usage of like just as a demeaning comment. Here we go. I found it. Um, as a demeaning, as a belittling, as a declaration of lesser than. is always confusing to me. Always has been, even before I identified as trans. But it's certainly, now that I'm on this side of the aisle, um, is a thing that's just like, girl, what is she doing? Like, you are saying, like, you're trying to lower this man, what, to your level because you also identify as a woman? If someone called you sis, it wouldn't be a big deal? Like, what is... What is, what is the end goal of it? Um, and again, I don't get to tell people you know, about themselves in that way, but it definitely just does not sit right with me um, because I don't feel that womanhood, I don't feel that femininity, I don't feel that the notion of effeminate men even necessarily, I don't feel that that's a, a, a signifier of inferiority. And so it strikes me as a really peculiar way to insult somebody when you are of that same element. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's just it. I wanted to make that note because you know we we can be better than that. We can. Uh. So, but uh, what we are not better than is <laughs> hood hood <literature> reviews <laughs> and. We- and, and we went. have, and we have another uh, hood review to to read. Uh, we have mm, this week's entry: <clears throat> Thug and Bella stayed down until he came up. Wait, By, on, on. We, got, we got to, to say it: right. Thug and Bella colon yes. Thug and Bella until yes. he came up. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, we need, we need to illustrate that as a, as the reader would see it. Um, except this is a verbal medium. So yes, understand that that is Thug and Bella. Those are the people, and apparently she stayed down until he came up. Correct. Um, I, written, I am riveted by this. Give him the summary. Yes, written by Tracy B. <clears throat> the summary. Uh, ooh, we just got them talking about somebody in this family, but <clears throat> quote: "When a real nigga hold you down, you're supposed to drown." They quoted Kanye West. Um to fall in love. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, alright. Hate that song. I like I just put drums in that song when I just did that beat just then. Why does that song not have drums? Anyway, continue. Let's move on, shall we? Alright. So <clears throat> Bella lived by this infamous quote. But when she was the main one doing all the quote holding down in her relationship with Thug, yes, the nigga's name is Thug. This is hilarious. Uh, yes. Thug was on a come up, and when, and he had sworn that he would take Bella along with him. This young couple had been through everything together, from family opposition to giving up on dreams. They may have been broke and starving, but they did it together. Mm. Uh, ooh, uh, ooh. <clears throat> Bella didn't mind going through the struggle as long as she had her long-term boyfriend by her side. It was Thug and Bella against the world. At least that's what it felt like. Many people would have thought that she was crazy, but she knew that the reward would be great for sticking by her man throughout his tough times. After all, she had seen it several times where the men applauded and spoiled the women as soon as they came up. And all she wanted to do was live up to those popular relationship goals. Bella fell in love with Thug's character and never what he could do for her. Truth be told, he could do nothing for her. Yet, it was more so about what Bella could do for him when he was down and out. She showered Thug with love, compassion, and support. She nursed him and encouraged him to fulfill his... Wait, dream. Wait, wait, editorial, stop. Can mm-hmm. Every time that the thing refers to him, can you just say the name Thug? Yes, I can. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming to be right out of this, this dude's name. <laughs> Continue from where you left off. No problem. Uh, encouraged Thug to fulfill, to fulfill his dream of becoming a certified D-boy. She was there every step of the way. But what happens when a man is too focused on coming up that he slowly starts to leave you behind? Do you catch up or give up, Bella? And that is the summary for Thug and Bella, Colin. Stay down until he came up for 99 cents on Kindle. Four and a half reviews. So, let's read the review, shall we? Let's get into some reviews, yes. All right, this thing, Uh, it only has one star. It only has... <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry, I said it only has a one one star review, which I'm going to read. Uh, One star, very disappointed. This was a waste of my time. The book had no real storyline. I don't even want to read book two. Well, (laughs) mm. Uh, let's see. (laughs) No two star review, three star review. Let's see. Let's see what we got. Cooking here. How many three star reviews? Only one three star review. Wow, people like this. I see. The first book was ve- this is this is the the first book was very good, but I waited so long for the second book. I felt that it was garbage, more like a relationship novel. <laughs> 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 oh shit! <laughs> Holy shit! You would not bullshitting, Bianca. Seventy three percent. This book has twenty six reviews. Seventy three percent of them are five stars. Wait, what? I'm going to say that again. It has 26 reviews. It has a 4.5 out of 5 stars overall. 73% of the reviews are 5 star. 19% are 4 star. 4% are 3 star. And 4% are 1 star. Those are both the category. 1 and (laughs) 1. Right. And no no 2 star review at all. Ah, ooh. Are we Going geez. in that? No. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Who? Uh, who? Uh, okay. Four star review. <clears throat> Tracy B books always keep my attention. Mm. All right. Wait. Hold. Oh, well, okay. I got. Okay. Four star review that's titled 3.5 with the with the frowning emoji. First of all, and yes, let actually say that. First of all, I'm a huge Tracy B fan, but this wasn't her best. The book is slow. Hold on, wait. Whoa, 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 well, Okay, I gotta read this from the top. <clears throat> First of all, I'm a huge Tracy B fan, but this wasn't her best. The book is slow. I, I'm i reading these reviews as is. I'm talking like molasses. However, towards the end, it does pick up. For me, I felt no chemistry between the characters. There was more telling the story than showing it. I think that's why I didn't feel the connect. I didn't even feel like the characters really. Thug is is weak and too naive to even be a dope boy, and Bella is just boring. I <laughs> I hope in book two, her socialite picks up. Yes, they said socialite, not socialite, socialite. Andrew, what's wrote that review? Uh, you know what? <laughs> I didn't see any errors or anything like that. when well, you damn sure left some of this review. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, that was petty. But I felt the story dragged a little bit. I'm sure book two will do better. I do recommend to read, but if you are a fan of her White Brother series, oh my fucking God. <laughs> White Brother series, just let me know that this isn't as exciting, at least not yet. Nigga, the thought of a series called White Brother, and yes, they do spell it, and yes, they do spell it no. W H Y T Yes. Yes, no. yes. Does brother end in A? Yes or no? No, it does not end in A. That's the only thing that could have made it better. <laughs> Holy shit, so you know what I'm going to look for. <laughs> Woo! Okay, next review. Next review. Thug down Bella up. This story was rather cliche, but I still enjoyed reading it. Even with the money, Jalissa and her brother were stupid, crude, and envious people. I felt so sorry for Thug, because Bella will be alright. Looking forward to reading the sequel. Okay. Alright, this is the last review you know what no let's go to the five star review let's go to the five stars let's go to the five stars okay <clears throat> all right five stars first read by her this book was being advertised down my instagram timeline today of course and i thought i would check it out just so happens i once attended the same college as the author and even sat in a class with her and was so unaware that she wrote books as the saying goes never judge a book by a cover. Talk about cliche. And that is so true. This book was j- was about a girl riding for her man until he got what he needed to be. Even though I couldn't really stand how Belle mistreated her mom, then later needed her mom, it didn't take away from it being a good read. I didn't care for Jamil because he because as a man, you don't sit back and allow your woman to starve because of you. He took a major L for that. I definitely will recommend this book to some of my people. Gotta look out for any gotta look out for any tiger that is doing great things. Keep up the good work, colleague. Mm. All right. Okay. Da, 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 da. five stars. Outstanding. Money does change people. He left a little money. Oh what what? Oh, he let a little money away woman in his head. Yes, I read that as is. That's why I paused before I read shit because these people and these <laughs> good this like reading this like when we used to read misconnection shit. <laughs> Uh, making him forget all about the one person who gave up everything to be by his side and was there when he had nothing. You never turn your back on those that were there for you when you had nothing. The ones that are that are only when there when you need it might not mean you any good. I have mixed feelings. Part of me hopes that the two of them can make it work. Part of me hopes that she leaves and moves on to someone better. She did that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Disloyal. Thug is so ungrateful. I'm glad that Bella didn't fight are his loyal ass. Okay, let me read that again. I'm sorry. Thug is so ungrateful, and I'm so glad that Bella didn't fight are his disloyal ass. Jalissa doesn't want him for real. She just wants him because she because he was after her. Jealousy will make you do some crazy things. This is another great series, Tracer B. It's slowly becoming one of my favorite auteurs. But I I do I I don't I got nothing. I got nothing after that. Uh I think that's it. I think that's it. I think, I, I think we have, I think that's a good place to wrap. Uh, yeah, that's a good place to wrap up. So yeah, Thug and Bella Colon. Damn, I just closed the shit. I I forgot the damn title of the book and we just read the shit. Thug <laughs> and Bella stayed down till he came up uh, yes kind of, thank you thank you thank you thank you uh but yeah so that has been hood negligent reviews for the day and i think that's a, i think we can call this a wrap because i gotta get my black ass up in the morning <laughs> all right final words anything um final words closer thoughts um do better be better treat people better listen to people better um Care about black lives that are alive, not just the ones that are dead. Um, Yeah, that's about it. Just uh, overall, let's uh, do better as people, for people, by people. That's all I got. Um. In closing, I will say um, that the 85 South show published their telling. We talked two weeks ago about um, the the cast members telling of what happened at the while and out taping. Azalea Stinks. Shout out to Sky Jackson, gang shit. Um. But yes, it, they've done. A, they have a video up on YouTube in which they talk about what happened with Azalea Banks on the while and out episode. Um. The video is an hour and it's over an hour and a half long because they brought the show to Miami and they brought it there with the intention of doing a proper, like, comedian show where, like, the three of them Chico Bean, DC Young Fly, and Carlos Miller did um, their little sets and then they all came out together for a little bit to do a set. But um, one of them brought up the incident vaguely, and DC Young Fire was like, no, nah, no, nah, we're going to tell the truth about this. And so they did their retelling of it. And I will say that just about every single detail aligned with that other person's secondhand account uh, first-hand account of what happened. Mm-hmm. It's a second-hand because like, she, she wasn't like a friend of theirs or anything. Uh, she was a friend of somebody who like produces the show or some shit. Right. Um, and, yeah, everything came out to be about exactly the same as she told it the way they told it. Anyway, the whole special's funny, but if you just want to hear that part, skip to about the one hour, 11 minute mark and then we'll talk about it. Yes. And that shit had me in stitches, especially the part where they talked about designer. Yes, because you know, making fun of designer has been a running joke, run joke on this podcast. Yes. By the way, when's the last time you listened to a designer song? Um, is he still with us? Uh, probably not, but when's the last time you listened to a designer song? I mean, the shit is on Spotify, ain't it? I, just, I didn't know he made music over there in that one song. Well, he's not future, but he is not future. <laughs> let's see. Let us let us chart then. As soon as my Dude, let's research this. That nigga's still alive. As soon as I can get off of uh, the Ready for the World uh, page, because I've been listening to Ready for the World a lot lately. Smart. I don't know why. Um, I've been listening to O'Sheila a lot, and I've been listening to Conga by Miami Sound Machine a lot. Smart. Go. go. That's been like my two track playlist all week. That should be yours too. Um designer has an album called New English. I think this is the most appropriate thing of all time because that nigga does speak uh nigga does speak Flintstone. (laughs) He speaks like Flintstone mixed with mystical. It's the weirdest shit. Mixed with lean. And they were like, yeah, he was on it. It was bustling. He was like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. keep that shit going. Sounds <laughs> like a clown that's crying while he busting a game. <laughs> I got bronze in the letterhead. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that's my closing remarks. Uh, watch that. I found it hysterical, personally. And I also found it something how, like, those two tellings, like, lined up so well. Um, Because people were saying how, you know, he was being colorist and shit, and at first, it's like, come on. Like, Y'all don't got to resort to that. And then it's like, mm, I don't know if that's what happened based on like, even the way the show is structured. I don't think the producers would have necessarily let that fly, but they even said in this whole thing. And like I said, I'm going to say this and get out of here. Um, They get told all the time, like, Hey, we have a such and such guest on like, don't say this about them. Don't say that about them. And, other than that, it's just to have, you know, make jokes, be witty, be clever, have a fun time, and keep the shit moving. Pretty much. Uh, so, and yeah. The design- designer was in there laughing while it was busting jokes on him, and it was cracking that nigga. I remember that yeah. episode. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't even watch the shit that much, but I went and watched that one. It was, ooh, they was busting on him, like, heavy. Yeah. So I, don't, exactly. I don't know what didn't make it on the show. I'm going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it did. It did fall off. It did. It did. I mean, like, I mean, shout out to the Comic View 2018 hashtag. Comedy changes. The show is what it is and it entertains in the way it does. I'm not trying to hold it to any standards other than what it's trying to do. But they do what they do well. That much I will say. Fair. Fair. It ain't always necessarily my cup of tea. I don't always go for everything that they consider joke fodder. I didn't consider everything in this fucking special I'm telling y'all to go listen to appropriate joke fodder. But they do what they do well. Mm -hmm. They ain't perfect. I ain't perfect. Problem problem. (laughs) solved. This is a perfect way to close out the show. We'll be back next week. Thank you all for listening and peace. Keep your ears tuned. Big things coming on the ESPN. Bye.